Hey guys, so you should really know all of our classes are virtual right now. So every single one of you, no matter where you live in the world, can take our classes. We were trying to do whatever we can in this time to make things available for people. So here's what you need to know about that. Just go onto our website or go onto MindBody, sign up for any classes if you were here and you were going to do it. But you have to remember, we close signups 15 minutes before the class time starts. So if you miss that class, just sign up for the next one. We have over 10 classes a day, sometimes more than that. Our workshops are up there as well. So there's so much for you to dive into. Again, we want to be your support. And if there's other ideas that you have and ways we can support you or other podcast ideas that you have, please let us know. We're open ears. All we want to do is figure out how we can serve you guys and how we can serve you in the way that you need. But we need to hear from you. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome to Den Talks Podcast. This is Tal Rabinowitz, your host and the founder of Den Meditation. I know these are strange times and we're trying our best to be there for you. Hopefully you already know we have virtual classes happening. So wherever you are, if you listen to this podcast, you now can take classes with all of our amazing teachers and participate in our workshops. And we're doing some of our certifications virtually as well. Not to mention we have some certifications online already on Den Anywhere. So we're really trying to be there for you. So keep following us, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook um, so that we can keep giving you these tips tips that we're every day we're releasing because we know this is hard. We know it's fearful, but we also know it's an amazing time for transformation. So let us be part of it with you. Um, So speaking of that, we put together this episode quickly and it's amazing because we're like, what episode can we release that's really going to help people in this time? What is some practical information and also information that can help answer some of the bigger questions of why is this happening and what's going on? So we have three amazing women that we've put together. We have Mama Medicine here. All of them have been on the podcast before, so please check out their longer episodes where we get into their stories. But we have Mama Medicine who's here talking about ritual baths that you can do that literally just opening up your cupboard in your house you all have this stuff to create these incredible baths that not only will be nurturing and helpful for you during this time but also ways to give back to nature to quell and help the energy that's happening out there so you can actually be part of solving what's going on and then we have megan wallace james our feng shui expert who we love who gives you really practical tips right off the bat how you can be changing your home space again not only for yourself and to keep some peace and calm, but also to be part of this effort of helping and counteracting what's actually really going on spiritually out there. And then last but not least, for sure, because we love her so much, is Colleen McCann, our crystal wizard. And you guys are going to love this. I mean, she comes right out. She's like, you need this? I got this. You need this? You use this. And it's fantastic. And look, our small shops are still open online. Etsy's still open online. So you can order these tiny crystals, big crystals, whatever you want to help you get through it. And she literally gives you the list of what you need to help you get through that project for anxiety, if you want to start learning how to meditate, if your health is your issue right now, how you can really boost your immunity up, all with crystals, small to large, really doable. And we also just talk about, again, things you can be doing for yourself. But again, what I keep hinting at, what I love about all of these conversations is there's a bigger hand at play here and there's energy happening here for a reason. The shift globally is happening for a reason and it is putting the challenge on us as human beings to make shifts and changes. And these three ladies really get into what does that look like? What is at play and what can you do? What is your part that you can do from your very own home to really help make this virus pass and go through and make the shifts as humanity that we need to do? I hope you love it. Please, again, stay in touch. Get on our Facebook page. Let us know. And again, let us know what you need so we can be here and provide it for you. I hope you enjoy it. Yay. Um, 
I am here with Deborah Hanekamp, who was actually on this podcast before, Mama Medicine, and you guys love this episode. And I really wanted to have you back. And I love it. We're both sitting in our respective, you know, spots at home. I'm like on my bed. You look like you're in a cute corner somewhere. Yeah. And it's like we're both on lockdown because both of our cities have shut down. She's in New York. And, but it's so nice. Like I can, I feel like we're sitting in a room and it's just so nice to see your face. It's actually very comforting. It's so good to see you too. And the reason we wanted to do this is because, you know, everyone's super stressed out, understandably, and fearful, understandably. And it's just a weird time because no one can tell you, you know, there's no definitive like, okay, you just do this and then everything will be X afterwards. Like no one really knows what it's going to look like afterwards. And for some people, that's really terrifying financially, um, health-wise, where they live, if they have jobs or not have jobs. And then for just some people who just don't do well with change, which is a lot of people, this is like an awful time, which is what I'm noticing. My people who I know have either like weaker nervous systems or just kind of plow through and ignore like the emotions are so going to have to learn to grow through it right now because you're forced to just sit there and process. And you mm-hmm. deal with people every day. How do you think, how do you feel like it's coming your way? Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like my people that have been coming for medicine readings are, you know, processing a lot. Some some people that are coming actually have coronavirus and they're processing the fear around like health and actually having it and not wanting to spread it. Some people are, you know, in the service industry and their whole world is just like kind of completely blowing up right now, you know, and it's it's a, it's a very complicated time. It's a very like painful time. And I think that like, we can really only honor how we feel right now. Um, because be it that you feel fear, anxiety, you know, even physical illness, I got some sirens for you. I know. I was going to say, it's like a perfect soundtrack for what you're talking about. (laughs) Don't worry, New York, we still have the sirens coming. Um, but you know, I think that whatever it is that we're feeling, it's actually really important because at the end of the day, pain brings change and change brings pain. And yes, there is a massive change happening. All we know at this point is that there's no going back. There's, there's no knowing what will come. So all we know at this point is the mystery. And, you know, in, in yoga and meditation, like we do all of this work to be in the present moment. Now we're here in the present moment and we're like, what the fuck is this? You know, but actually like (laughs) the, this, this is actually everything that is happening in the present moment. And it always has been happening in the present moment. It's just that now we can collectively feel it. Yeah. And, and, and when we can feel things, we can heal them. Yeah. yeah. It, it is so true. I mean, present moment, it's like we are all being forced into practice. So whether anyone who's off right now decides to choose to like meditate or whatever, it doesn't even matter because they don't realize that they're being forced to do the practice, whether it's formal or not formal. Right. And, and in some ways, I mean, that's what we keep all talking about. There is such a beauty of what's happening in that sense of a real shift. And again, we don't know what it's going to look like, but it is forcing us all globally, which is what I find so fascinating about it, to operate in a different way, day to day on a bigger scale. And yeah, and really learn how to be present with ourselves. Yeah. 
it's um, it's interesting that you said you have some clients with coronavirus. I've heard a couple of people who are like shameful when they like they they're full of shame when they have it, almost as if it's like you know herpes. You know how people don't want to tell people they have herpes because it feels like a stigma which I found so fascinating because part of me is like, aren't we all going to have it in some shape or form? Like, why is that something shameful? Like, of course you want people to know so that we can try to minimize the virus. But I found that's an interesting byproduct of, have you been finding that when you're talking to clients who have it? Yeah, definitely shame. And then also a lot of fear as well. Like, is it, you know, is it going to mutate? Is it going to get worse? Like, cause nobody really knows like the full on like end results or like, later on effects of what this could cause there's 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 shame and but they're also doing like the self quarantine anyways and and things like that too you know hey so when we were on this podcast last time we talked about auras a lot you know we talked Mm -hmm. about the dick holes and the auras from too much sex (laughs) but it just made it makes me wonder like because that's what you see through your beautiful eyes what are you seeing aura wise as far as people you're talking to or even just kind of in your city or like what is changing? So, yeah, I have been noticing. So first of all, I've been definitely seeing the effects of fear. Like I've been seeing the aura being broken up and sharp in a lot of people, which is like a lot of fear. Um, But I've also been seeing a lot more yellow, which is really interesting. Like, people have people who I would normally see other colors and I see a lot more yellow around them. Yellow to me, it's a color of um, intelligence, but then it's also the ability to be happy with what you have. Essentially yellow is like the color uh-huh. of confidence and gratitude. That's amazing actually. Yeah. That, that's a little bit of the shift we're talking about. It's like everyone having to be grateful for, what you said, what, what they have versus, you know, the attachments of constantly, what can I get? How can I close this deal? How can I buy that house? How can I get that car? That's beautiful that that's what you're actually seeing. Yeah. I, it was surprising. You know, I had one day of medicine readings. So, so Monday medicine readings, the full day, it was like, wow, everybody has yellow around them. Next day, same thing. Next day, same thing. Next day, same thing. I was like, okay, this is definitely something that's collective. collective. Yeah. And then when you see, or like, do you see, like when you look out your window and you just kind of look, cause you see auras, not just of people, correct? Like of, do you feel like the city itself, the aura has changed? Yeah. Um, you know, I was here in New York uh, when 9-11 happened and also when the blackout happened and you definitely feel that sense of like when catastrophe hits the city or you know I was here with Sandy of course like when catastrophe kind of hits the city it, people like really get kind of calm and look out for each other so there's a wave of that settling in and then there's also just total like neuroses and chaos and like you know, the, the, the whole foods situation, all of that, like people are just getting whatever they can, you know, there's like several people in my building who have moved out. So like you can see, everyone can see the energy right now. But for me, like from the aura perspective, it's like, it, it feel everything feels so much quieter. It's like, everything's going much more quiet. All the colors are going more muted and that feels really necessary. 
And can you talk a little bit about what that means? Because most people would be like, oh no, like, are we losing our auras? Like, what do you mean muted? Talk about that a little bit more. For, for example, like pregnant women, um, their aura will be very kind of quiet and muted. Like sometimes with pregnant women, I almost can't even see their aura because all of their energy is drawn inward. And that's the same thing right now. It is, you know, it is spring equinox. It is like a time of rebirth. You know, we have the new moon on Monday, all of that. Like the, the energy is more muted. It's more withdrawn because there's something really beautiful maybe that's being created. I love that. So it's actually a good thing. It's almost like you're taking your time to go within to restructure in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so interesting. I never would have thought like the auras get kind of less. So what do you feel like people are, you know, you're in New York, everyone's used in apartments, you know, I'm in LA, a lot of apartments, houses, it doesn't really matter. I think people are going to feel stuck. So what can people do? And look, you're mama medicine more than anyone. And you have this stunning book, you guys. I love this book so much. I actually keep it. It's the only book I keep by my bedside. And it's so pretty. And also because you can read it in parts, which I like too. It's like, Mm -hmm. and it's all about these ritual baths that you are known for. Um, It's just so pretty. You did such a good job with this. Thank you. So you're such a perfect person for us to talk to about you're in your home, but there's so many beautiful things you can still do, not only to help you get through it, but also just to make yourself feel good and not feel like you're stuck in quarantine. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, my work with medicine readings, it's all about you being your own healer. We talked about it a lot on the podcast last time, but like, I really feel that my calling in life, I found it at a very young age and it was to empower people, you know, and we do already have all the tools that we need to heal ourselves. We really do. And there's so many things like within your own home that you might not even be aware of that are actually like massive tools of healing. that just sweetest medicine. So like, you know, let's start with your bathtub like make it like a sacred space for yourself. Put a candle, turn off the artificial lights, you know, get some nice music going um, and then turn the water on to a temperature that feels gentle, like that feels good for you because gentle energy is the exact like counterbalance that we need to coronavirus. Coronavirus is the energy of like basically harshness and and abuse. And so the more gentle we are, the more soft and and soothing we are, that's how we're going to help to like create that counterbalance. So even something as like creating a temperature in the water that feels really good for you, not too hot, not too cold, but just right is like working with gentle energy. And then um, you, you turn on the water, head over to your kitchen you know, take your rosemary, maybe you have some rosemary in your spice rack, right? Like make a little tea with the rosemary and then add the tea to the bath or just put in like a sprinkle of rosemary to the bath. Put some salt in the bath, put some baking soda in the bath to help cleanse your energy. If you have any seashells that you found on the beach that you feel like are really magical, put those in your bath because then you're bathing in a sense of adventure and wonder and mystery. Um, and then maybe also in your spice rack, you have like a cinnamon stick. 
you can light the cinnamon stick and you can cleanse your aura with the cinnamon stick. And then you have like this whole beautiful ritual. Cleanse your aura with the cinnamon. You have the rosemary, the shells, the, the baking soda, the salts in the bath, it's all at a gentle temperature. Get in the bath and just let yourself soak for 20 minutes. Maybe you can sing to the water and like bless the water that you're bathing in, you know? And just creating that sacred space for yourself right in your own bathroom. I mean, what's so amazing about everything you just said is everyone pretty much has versions of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said seashells. Like, I don't think I would have thought about that. Is there almost kind of like anything that brings people joy that can actually go in water? Is that something to think about too? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, like so I say seashells because maybe you collected that shell because it was like a really special time for you, you know, and you found something so beautiful that felt like such a treasure. You had to like bend down and pick it up. Well, bathe in that feeling of like treasure and, you know, and joy. And it's interesting because, I mean, people forget that energy is within every object. So something like that, that you will tap into the energy of that moment. And especially through water, right? Because then it, the conduit is even stronger. Exactly. I mean, people don't realize like how powerful a bath can be because yes, you're saying something that's beautiful and relaxing, but there's power also in other magic that's happening simultaneously to you just simultaneously to you just relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so amazing. Um, You also, I mean, in this book too, and I love how you do it kind of by aura and color and um, a little of this book, every, there's every theme. It's like, you need an intuitive bath. You need a relaxed bath. Like it just tells you every type of thing you possibly could be looking for. You're also big on putting crystals in, in your bath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it brings in the element of earth, you know, um, like another thing that you can do within your home to just kind of be your own healer and make it a beautiful, like kind of self led silent meditation retreat is to create like an altar within your home that represents nature. So putting all the elements of nature, like um, earth, a piece of, of a plant, a crystal, some salt that will bring in earth water, like a little vessel with water, or maybe a vase with a flower in it with water, fire, a candle, um, wind, maybe a feather that you found, or maybe um, something to smudge yourself with, and that'll bring in nature. So crystals, basically, they carry the love of the earth. And when you put that in your bath, you bathe in the love of the earth. They also carry like different frequencies from wherever they come from on earth. But, you know, that's a good, I want to bathe in that loving energy. I want to bathe in like the loving energy of mother earth. Now, is there anything when you do that, is there also automatically, is there like a give back of energy to earth? Is like by taking its loving energy, is there an exchange of you giving it loving energy or do you have to be more mindful to do that? I think it's, I think it's always good to be more mindful of it. Like, um, I think it's really good actually, especially around equinoxes, which is like you know, yesterday, today, tomorrow, it's uh, equal balance of light and dark and solstices. It's a really special time actually to do offerings back to the earth. Um, and one of the things that you can do is you can actually take the herbs and the water from your bath 
and give it back to the earth. And then the water that also soaked in the energy of the crystal will go back to the earth as well. And so it's like you're giving the earth the blessed water from your bath. And by the way, you guys, that's such a good excuse right now to leave the house. <laughs> like go outside, take a breather and give back to earth, which I want to talk about a little bit with everything going on. Don't you feel like that's what we have to be upping our game a little bit is how can we be giving this loving energy to earth? Cause it needs it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in January, I did this thing where I was like, okay, you know, Australia's on fire. Like, you know, the lungs of the earth where the Amazon was burning before, like we need to like really work with water here. So let's all work together to on the full moon, put blessed water back into larger bodies of water. But you can do that all the time. Like, you know, we live right near the East River here in New York. Um, almost once a week, I'm going to be taking, or I have been for a while, be taking like a little vial of blessed water, which is basically just water that I put like prayers into for, for all of us, but also like a prayer of just like, thank you, earth. Thank you, water. Like, thank you for giving us life. And then I pour that little vessel of water into the East River. So by the way, I see, I think this is a huge tip because I do feel like I'm glad we're doing the baths and all that stuff that we can make mm -hmm. us feel good and really calm us and center us in this time. But what can we also be doing since we're not the doctors or, I mean, I'm sure some are listening, but we're not doctors on the front line. What else can we be doing to try and help with this pandemic? And I love this idea of giving back to mother earth in a way to help calm it. And you're saying it's as simple of like, putting water in a vessel and saying a prayer. And by prayer, if you can do what you did, that takes you 30 seconds. It's not even like you have to sit there and pray for 30 minutes. Yeah. And it also can be like, however it is you choose to pray. Like, you know, whatever your face of the divine is, if you want to pray to like your face of the divine and to the water, that's great. If you pray through singing, if you pray just through like intention, whatever your version is of prayer in the end, it's, putting that same frequency of love and gratitude and respect into the water. And then you're putting that back into a larger body of water. And cause I want to go back to what you were saying earlier a little bit about the counterbalance of kind of the destruction energy that's coming with the virus is this nurturing calming energy and mm -hmm. talk a, a little bit for those who this might be newer concepts of why the balance is important and how even in a small scale, like just your bathroom, that balance can start affecting things in a much larger scale, like how you actually can have effect on balancing out what's going on out there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really big, right? Because we, we've been exploiting and abusing for like a very long time each other, our own bodies, um, nature, you know, the, this whole pandemic, it comes from abusing innocent animals, you know, it is like, it is the abuse of power to destruct what is wild and innocent and mysterious, you know, and that's, that's something that is in the shadow of our human spirit for for so long, maybe since we have existed. That's something that has been in the shadow of our human spirit that has like kind of taken over for maybe the past few centuries, really. 
And we just, we need, it's not like about the destruction of the patriarchy and like matriarchy ruling because that also would be imbalance. But it is about like reclaiming the respect for the divine feminine by feminine, we all have that energy within us. It's the receptivity, it's the mystery, but it's the nurturing, it's the, the empathy, it's the gentleness, it's the kindness, you know, it's the way the earth, like no matter how shitty we are to her, still like supports us and takes care of us somehow, like a mother, you know? And it is through like gentleness. It's so like, it's not a time to go into extremes, not extreme cleanses not extreme anything like it's actually time to go into like gentleness softness do you have a bathrobe do you have a pair of slippers like are did you tell the people that you love that you love them today like how are your plants doing in your home do they need a little bit of pruning like out like you know how about a little bit of rose petals in your tea like just gentleness softness go back to the water go back to being held go back to the womb like we can rebirth ourselves right now into a place of balance i I, there's a few things off of that. The fact that you said it's not a time for extremes is fascinating because I am sure for some people, the answer is, oh my God, I'm stuck at home. I'm now going to create a whole diet exercise regime and I'm going to be fit as hell by the time this thing is over or whatever. I mean, that's one example or mm-hmm. it's like, I'm now going to conquer and learn a whole new language or, and by the way, not that there's anything wrong with any of these things, but I could see how some people will channel this energy and maybe instead of softening and having the opportunity to go inward a little bit, it'll be, what can I do and accomplish and conquer? And you're saying, think about it a little bit more with this time that you're being given. There's a different thing being called of us as mm-hmm. in globally and as view individually. Yeah. Like how can you sort of hold yourself as if you were your own divine mother? So like, if you were your own divine mother, you would actually not be pushing yourself to like do some crazy fast or like, you know, lose 15 pounds, like while you also learn how to finally speak Mandarin, like that's not, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, And if that's, if that's what you want to do, that's great. But then make sure that you're doing it with like a gentle, kind and loving and encouraging energy rather than, like you said, when people are getting coronavirus, you know, shame is coming up. So shame is something that also like rides on the tails of abuse always. And so, you know, what can we do for ourselves that isn't like too harsh, that it isn't like shame for not doing it? Like if you don't take a ritual bath, for example, you're probably not going to feel like shameful. Like did I do something wrong because I didn't do it? It would be, no, I more just like didn't feel like doing it today and that's okay. And I think we need to go into that, that flexible water-like space for ourselves at this time. You know, that's so, it's also interesting because I just feel like there's a mindset. I guess my point that I'm trying to get to is I don't think people realize their choices right now are actually have something to do with the pandemic as well. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to say is like, yes, we're supposed to sit here and kind of wait for it to die down and not keep catching on. But there's so much 
that you can do that energetically can shift this thing because this thing is spiritually about a lot more. And you said something kind of earlier too, which I loved when you were like, it's been time. It's our human nature sometimes fights against the mystery. And we do things that are ugly, whether it be against animals or things because of this mystery. And if people think about what we are being quote unquote punished with or taught, I should say, is mystery. It's like mystery is being put in our laps and we're being told to hold it, love it, and just honor it until you're comfortable. I feel like until we as a collective can be okay with it and learn to operate differently within it, it's going to stay mysterious. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, and I'm not, it's not to undermine like how painful this mystery can be for some people, Absolutely. you know, and I'm, and my heart really goes out to people. So it's not about like, I guess, quote unquote, like light washing the situation. Exactly. Is actually like, it is love and light will be what gets us through this. Um, while we honor like the shadow aspects of ourselves that has been so deeply uncomfortable with the unknown. I think it's forcing us to, again, I agree with you. And sometimes I feel like I speak and it can come off like light washing. And I don't mean that either. I feel like it's the beauty of what's happening is you're actually being forced to confront those feelings, confront the shadow. And hopefully what happens is you can work through it to a point you can get to that light, you know, talking and that light washing because you've then processed it. And I do think for a a good majority of people, at least especially I would think for LA and New York, the way we're wired, they have a real choice to make if they can do that or not do it. Because usually the frenetic energy of the cities allows you to fully ignore that side. You're given too many outlets to ignore it. And now those outlets are all being taken away, which I find fascinating. Um, Yeah, it is really fascinating because everything that keeps happening from it spiritually just keeps proving anyone who has a spiritual take on it correct. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's like literally the things that are happening are, oh yeah, you got to start. There's a respect that needs to happen for yourself, for the community. There's, like you said, dealing with the shadow. But I love like, there's a whole nother element of how can we give back to mother earth and you can do it. It's like even take this ritual bath for yourself, which you probably need so badly, which you can get out of your cupboard or off like the shelf. You can do this and do it. It'll help you calm. But simultaneously, there's a little mini extra step you can do that you're giving a gift back to the earth, which needs it just as much as you do right now. Yeah. And also like the earth wants to see us take better care of ourselves So like the water that you bathe in that holds the vibration of you giving love to yourself, when you give that back to the earth, think about how happy she is. Like think about how happy a mother is when she sees like her own child succeed. That's what the earth wants for us at this time, like to, to, to succeed, to be well. That's why we're being forced into this much, much needed mystery and much, much needed unknown at this time. Um, and so it's like, you're, it's like you're showing your mother, your divine mother, the earth, like, like look, mom, I'm okay. Like, I did, look, I did this bath for myself. I'm okay. You did yeah. a good job. You did a good job raising me. I'm okay. <laughs> I love that. And isn't it fascinating? You know, again, we're in a time where like climate change is such a big conversation and so many people, especially in our country, don't want to acknowledge it and ignore it. 
And again, it's like Mother Earth taking control of this whole damn situation. Like things have to change. And you see like when China shuts down and now when LA is shutting down and Italy, I mean, these pictures are unbelievably, I mean, you're seeing the fish clearly in the Venice canals. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. And it's same thing, the smog that's clearing up. And it's basically showing like, if you're going to use the equipment in this way, this is why it's going to get worse. And if you can change the way you do this and change the energetic system, it can be clear again. You actually can have clear water. You can have clear skies. You can have better air to breathe. I mean, it's pretty amazing the lessons she's teaching us in this. It seems like a very long time, but I think in the long run, it'll be a little blip in like what, what beautiful lessons we're being given. Yeah. And again, it goes back to this energy of Mother Earth and how powerful she is. I actually love that we're talking on the spring equinox because I do feel like it's very fitting. Yeah, it's like perfect timing. It's that, but to me, this is also like not a coincidence, you know? This book could not have come out at a better time. I mean, and again, like so many people have books coming out about meditation and this, and it'll be helpful. But this, again, it's just such a beautiful, practical guide that anyone can do. It's like, if you even have fears about kind of a practice or fears around a meditation, like it's okay. You don't have to do any of that with this. And I feel like you get, you're going to get those, that same effect indirectly. And who knows, like maybe you'll move sideways and end up kind of starting to meditate and it doesn't even matter, but it's like, you can take care of yourself in such a deep way through these beautiful baths. I mean, it's so amazing how many you have in here. And you discuss, like, even I just opened up, it's funny, the page I just randomly opened up to is Light and Shadow. <laughs> so interesting, because that's what we're talking about. That's funny. Like, I literally yeah. just opened the book. And, but I also, what I loved about this, there's also a fertility bath in here for girls. Um, I loved when I was reading it, how clear for the first, like the introduction and for the first beginning, when you talk about your story, which we talked about on the other podcast. So you guys, please check out that episode. Um, and you teach there too. It's like before you just get into the baths, you really do teach kind of about energy and taking care of yourself and auras um, and you know, your chakras. And so you learn so much, but you're a beautiful teacher because it's very simple and very easily laid out. So it's, um, I, I, I remember being like, oh, this is so fantastic. Because look, I read a lot of stuff now, especially with interviews. And I'm like, oh, this is so stunningly and easily laid out. And there's way more learning in it than I think people would realize, but, and it's in a, it's beautiful. You did a great job. Thank you. I, I like, I wanted the baths to be like what draws you in, but then the, the medicine is really kind of in the teaching that it's in there in each bath, you know, like the little like pre thing that you can read before you, you take the bath. That's like, that's enough to just read that. And yeah. It would also be good to take the bath. <laughs> <laughs> and try and take the bath. Um, it's so funny because when we, uh, I didn't have time to do a fancy bath, but when um, a lot of stuff happened, Thursday was kind of when we started to realize we're probably going to have to shut down. We already had live classes planned at the den months before we'd been working on a whole system. And there was a huge glitch that came that Thursday night too. And then we also realized we're going to have to shut down. We shut down. Whatever. It was a really, as, especially as a business owner, um, it, it was a really tough day. And I remember I actually looked at Nicole and was like, because we had a lot of decisions to make. And I remember being like, I need the night. Not that I couldn't make the decisions. I was like, I could feel the emotion. I'm like, I need my time to like 
just be upset. Like you said, the shadow, like I need my time to be upset and process and just like scream into a pillow or whatever it is I need to do. And then we can start, you know, you know, strapping our bootstraps on and like moving from there. And I walked in and my husband was there and I just went up to him and I just kind of started crying. And then I looked at him, I'm like, you need to take care of Levy. I need to take a bath. And I just said that. And it's funny. And I put some of my crystals in there and I put some salt and when Levy came in to like say, see if I could put her to bed, it was hilarious. I was literally under, like my face was under. I was doing one of those things where I'm like, I just need to like immerse myself. I felt so much better when I was done. But it was funny. I knew it right away. I was like, I need a bath. Like I need a bath. Like I need that healing. I need that nurturing. And it was great. And it really helped. Yeah. It's, it's a fact. Like most of us can identify with we feel one way before we get into the bath and we feel another way when we get out of the bath. So all you have to do is like put two and two together, like that way you feel before you get in the bath. That's like the charge of the day, you know, yeah. the way you feel after the bath is purified. You feel cleansed. You yeah. Healed yourself. It's true. It's almost also like when I kind of went under, I was like, Oh, I get it. It's like, you're going back to the womb where like nothing can get you. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like before you started feeling emotions, before you started, you know, all those layers that take us a little further away from our heart center. Um, And when you go in there, it's kind of like that simplicity of just something's nurturing you. Like all you have to do is be there and grow and evolve. And like everything around you is taking care of you. Yeah. Which sometimes you really need. You, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just agreeing with you. Oh, then keep going, please. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I love seeing your face. Um, I, this has been so great for me. Thank you for sharing with our audience because I think this is going to be really helpful in a time like this. And you guys, we're going to do a book giveaway also. So stay tuned for all that information, but thank you and stay healthy. Yeah, you too. And we'll keep in touch. Absolutely. Talk to you later. Bye. So Bye. Good. You too. Hey guys, a quick word from our sponsor, Liquid IV. They have been a savior for me because you guys probably all hear me talk about this on the podcast that I am horrible at drinking water. I really am. And what you probably don't even realize, it's the winter months now, we get even more dehydrated because we don't even notice the symptoms. So when you're cold, it just makes it harder to spot. So thankfully... These guys came around because the beautiful thing is what I would have to drink for two to three bottles of water, now I just have to do one. And it tastes good. So they have three amazing flavors and you can pick one and you just put it in 16 ounces of water and it tastes great. So for me, who just struggles with drinking water, this has actually made the experience so much more enjoyable. And not only that, it's providing five essential vitamins, more vitamin C. So in the winter with flu season, it has really helped keep me healthier. So Now, here's the fun stuff. You get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and you use the code DENTALKS at checkout. Now, let's make that all caps. DENTALKS, all caps. That's 25% off anything that you order from Liquid IV's website. So again, go to liquidiv.com, enter the promo code DENTALKS and save 25% and then you get better hydration like me. That's liquidiv.com, promo code DENTALKS. So don't wait. Go there now and start properly hydrating right this moment. Hi. Hi. 
I'm so excited. We have Megan here, Megan Wallace-James, who also please go check out her podcast from earlier. We'll put all the numbers on our website if people want to have easy reference. Um, I think that's the loopiest podcast I've ever recorded. I can't, I can't even play it the whole way through. Yes. Well, I that's feel like I sound like a... For people to go back and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll start over again. I'll just let it be. Well, she's our little in-house feng shui expert, and you did a great workshop for us, and people loved it. I um, loved that. And look, here we are again, both in our homes, respective homes, because we're on lockdown, and we yeah. really feel like, you know, we have so many episodes we want to do, but we felt like we really want to do an episode with purpose that's really timely for right now as everyone is home. There's a high anxiety of the unknown. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what are the things besides the obvious that people can do for themselves? Especially what I love about the angle with you is the space. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm sure everyone's in there all of a sudden looking at a million home projects they've always wanted to do because now they're stuck in their space for so much longer. Exactly. What are things, especially from a feng shui-like perspective that people should be thinking about? And like, what should they be actually trying to achieve with their space at this time? Um, Let me answer this in a twofold fashion. There's kind of an overall general um, seed of thought I'd like to plant and then something quite specific I was called to do in my home that's really been a game changer. Um, Overall, there's this concept I've, I've been calling heavy lifting. It's intuitively the things that you know you need to address. We all have them. Often when I'm with clients, they're like, I knew you were going to say that. So to walk around your home in a bit of a moving meditation, I'm a huge legal pad junkie. However, you want to take some notes and just really tune in to those pockets of discord. There might be a lot of pockets. There might be a few pockets. But I found that by making a list, you already get the ball rolling so it doesn't feel overwhelming. And this work You know, I always say there's never a good time to do it, but we have a lot of time now. And once you get working, once you get going, once you start with that drawer, that closet, really decide to tackle the garage, it takes on a life of its own. And it becomes this very cathartic, um, beautiful release. And you just build up momentum. And I'm a single mom. I get my kids involved with this stuff all the time. And we just make it a party, you know, is it? a glass of wine, some music on, like what is it for you to get everybody on board and just start to tackle those things that you know you need to do because I have a theory that when you clean up those pockets of discord or you shift those energetic boulders, you free up your life force to actually really be back on your mission. You're not distracted by your disgusting bathroom or your out of control closet because those things weigh on us whether we want to admit it or not, they do. There's scientific studies on it. So if you can clean up and release that energy, you could actually be of service right now and you can be more clear-headed and more aligned than you were because we need, we need those people with grounded, clear energy right now to, to be leaders to their followings and their communities and their households. What do you, when you say like pockets of discord, mm-hmm. how does people know how do they know what a pocket of discord is for them? You know what's off in your house. You know what you want to do. Like last night uh, was the first night I didn't have the boys here for a while. And I just kind of puttered around and I just moved a couple months ago. I mean, the place is pretty shwayed. It's I've done all the things, but I was like, Oh, I want to change out the air filter. I want to turn on the deep clean on my oven. The kids closets need a revamp. What if I use little storage containers in the bathroom? I have some in the garage. Just those areas that could use some refinement, um, 
that just kind of, you cringe when you open them. If you open that drawer, open that closet, hate going into the garage, something just feels off. You're in the home so much right now. You're going to be like, why do I like sitting in this room, but I don't want to go in that room. That's a good point. And also it's just like, it's a chance to be able to organize. Like, cause I think that's, those are the projects we put off. It's like, I have to clean that closet and you just put it off because you don't have time. And you don't want to deal with it because a lot of times those situations are just a series of unmade decisions. So if you're like, I decide today to get off my screens, put on some music and just get into it. And starting is the hardest part. It's like going to the gym, right? I mean, I find that so true whenever I'm organizing a room. It's like, once I'm like, okay, I'm just going to start. And then you're into it. And then you can't stop. (laughs) Then you can't stop. And that's, I'm, I'm really learning how feng shui fits into this modality I've been practicing as I, as I craft my book proposal, if publishing ever comes back, but, um, and it will, everything's going to bounce back, but it's really about doing your heavy lifting before you can do the feng shui and, and then to really be in the space and enjoy it and refine it. And so I think this heavy lifting, we intuitively know the things we need to clean and organize right now. And we've got the chance to do it. And then I'd love to tell you about a feng shui trick that I'm doing kind of as an addendum to all of this work. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. So a couple of weeks before this thing escalated, I don't think we, any of us knew just how big it would be. Maybe people in infectious disease, but, um, I was called to rearrange my bedroom and redesign the kids' playroom. And according, you know, there's a feng shui map called a bagua. We probably talked about it when we were on before. And my bedroom is in our love area and their playroom is in the wisdom area. Wisdom is the front left corner of the house once you walk in and love is the back right. So they kind of anchor the house and they're both earth elements. And it's our... It's our planet that's in peril right now. And so something about aligning those two and opening them up and infusing freshness and doing what I call stack the deck where you shop your home and you look for earth elements and you put them in those areas and you create this really beautiful kind of grounded living energy that anchors the earth elements of the home because wisdom and love are connected by the heart center of the Bagua, the heart center of your home, which is health. It's also an earth element. So say that again, because I think this is yes. something that everybody can do. So they totally saying, can. It sounds heady at first, and then you. No, but so I love you, this. You're saying that in a time like this, there's two parts of the house that you want balanced. So what are those two parts again? This is my interpretation of what's going on right now that we need to really account for the earth areas of our home. And according to the feng shui map, that is the heart center of the home. Okay. That front left corner, when you first walk in your house and you go to the most front, most left corner. Okay. As well as the back right corner. So in my house, that happens to be my bedroom and the children's playroom. That's funny. It's our playroom too. And a bedroom. (laughs) Exactly. And, and, um, you know, I, I didn't do it because of all of this. I was just caught working on my own love life. But um, <laughs> those are two really high-use rooms when you're quarantined at home. I mean, my, my kids are in my bed. Now my, my, I just rearranged it all. I opened it up. I didn't get anything different. I just literally moved the wall that the bed was on, added back a matching bedside table, rearranged some house plants, gave my closet a pass, the shelves in there a pass made it more open. Um, 
when you're cultivating love, you want pairs, you want duality. When I first moved in, it was really set up for me to be single and to just recover from a heartbreak. And then I was starting to get ready to date again. So I opened it up. And then with their playroom, that was about a week after I did the bedroom. I wanted to anchor that love energy. And I also thought, shit, schools are going to close soon. The playroom didn't really have a rhyme or a reason. And I turned it into almost a, um, like a lounge for them. So they can do their homeschooling there. They can have their snacks there. And I love it so much that I spend a lot of time in there too. And so to have those nice, grounded, living, earthy anchors of the home has felt amazing. And on my membership class, everyone's been doing that. And we're having a lot of, um, it's just feeling really good. It's feeling really safe. So talk about when you're like doing those areas, whether it be your bedroom or like a playroom for the kids or whatever your front left is and your top, your top right, right is. What does it mean? Do you have to, how do you relate to it with earth? Are you putting earth elements in there? Are you looking for like wooden furniture? Are you looking for paintings that are sunrises, sunsets, mountains, beaches? Like tell me a well, little bit. A lot of us what are, are tips people can do? Exactly. So there are five elements in feng shui. Earth is one of them. And earth is literal earth that would be in a house plant. It would be maybe the terracotta pot that the plant is within. It could be pottery, ceramics, crystals, um, even emblems of earth. I'm not highly superstitious at all with this work, but for example, I've been doing all these things with antique rugs and I swapped out the rug in the playroom to be this great oval Chinese Art Deco piece that has irises on it. So it has symbols of earth on it. I think that works because there's actual earth in there. I got some um, kind of ceramic art and I hung it on the wall. And then also the feeling of it just being really grounded. So for a playroom, like is there room to play on the floor? Is there a clean, cozy rug? And granted, we're a little bit on lockdown right now. So I, I advertise, or advertise is the wrong word. Um, I advise this anyway, but to really shop your own home. We have so much stuff. And as you're cleaning and as you're doing your heavy lifting and going through things, come up with creative solutions and just do a rearrange, move those earth elements in those three places. What's the third, the heart center? Health. Mm-hmm. And so where health, is that? Health is just in the middle of the home. It's the often hallways. Mine, it's the kitchen. So I feel like there's a lot of earth in there anyways. There's a tiled floor. There's a little bit of fresh produce that we have left, things like that. Health is going to connect everything together. But out of the nine areas of the Bagua, three of them are earth. That's the most predominant element in the map. I believe it's because we are on the earth. So to really activate those three, and if, if your heart center is a hallway, I just like to keep those things clean and clear. You want to be able to move through the home as freely as possible. So that's why I really talk about anchoring those corners. Yeah. And those are typically high-impact rooms, right? The back right is often a bedroom, a master bedroom. And that front left, that's a great first impression moment. You often walk in your front door and your eyes just kind of go there. And so I have a belief that if you rearrange, if you give a fresh perspective, not only is it going to feel good and look good, but you're going to get fresh ideas as well. So we do this work on our outer world to clear, clear out our brains right now and to be as on point and as tuned in to our own divine guidance as possible. 
I love that. And I love, it's funny because we've been talking a lot about that, that what's calling right now is earth, earth elements, taking care of the earth, make grounding it within you because yes. it does feel like we're being called right now to allow the earth to have this cleanse, this shift that it's exactly. that's needed. Um, exactly. And then what can people do? I feel like something, you know, a lot of people run in and out of their house and they might want like a look for it, but also now they're stuck in their house and there's a difference. Yes. And yes. I feel like, especially now with all this anxiety, if people are looking for a sense of calm, mm -hmm. what are feng shui, feng shui ways they can kind of go about that? Well, I made a to-do list that um, I'll share with your audience. Please. But the thing that just came to mind is really working on lines of sight. This is maybe um, more ephemeral feng shui. But as you walk through your home, your eyes go places, right? There's usually a path you're cutting throughout the space. And I want you to turn on your detective eyes. I mean, you're there, you're really looking at it, but you might just be on autopilot, really tune into the house and realize what are the first things you see as you walk into each room? Are they moments of drudgery, trash cans, hampers? Um, I see a lot of kitchen knives like out the second I walk into people's kitchens. You know, are they, are they like, don't make quick access for murder wherever you are. Well, not right now. I think there's going to be a lot of marriages, a lot of divorces and a lot of babies, all the you big know, things. I said that I was like, I was like, what's the, uh, uh, 10 months from here. Cause it's going to be fascinating mm -hmm. to see how oh. many people. Because normally it's like whatever beginnings. the Valentine's Day is and whatever New Year's is, we get a lot after that. Yes. Um, this is going to be fascinating. But divorces, you saw that in China, there were like lines out the door, like divorce rate is skyrocketed. <laughs> and I said that too. I was like, people, look, I even said to Alec the other day, I was like, oh my God, thank God I like you now. Because if this was like four years ago, like when Levy was first born and it's always hard, and this was four years ago, and if we were on lockdown, we never would have made it. I was like, now I'm like, I'm okay. Like, this is great. Like, I like that you're my person that I'm stuck Aww. with. But, but if it were four years ago, oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just activating for love, but I'm like, maybe it's a huge blessing I'm single right now because how many personalities do we need to manage in one space? Yeah, and even people who have a fantastic relationship, it's still hard because there's so many other elements coming in too of stress exactly. and having to take care of things and how to handle it. And so it's hard. It's just like when people have a kid or when you're starting it, like all those things, I it just adds to a, extra stress. A client this morning was telling me that she's, um, she had been working and doing a lot of feng shui to conceive and she did and she wanted to tell me. And, um, and again, it's not because of the feng shui, but how did that help her process? And um, I was saying it's such a funny time on, on earth. Like no matter what's going on, people are saying to themselves, can you believe I'm doing this when this is happening? Right. You know, the good and the bad. We all have that thing that's being exacerbated by this moment in time, positive yes. or negative. So keeping that perspective and, and infusing harmony into your space, if you're going to move through it and see it all of the time now, I think that a really artful way to do this organizing and to do this rearranging is to make these beautiful lines of sight. When you walk into a room, what if you saw a plant and a piece of art or, or just something creative and lovely? Um, I'm in a, an old ranch home right now and you can see through the whole thing. And on either anchor, which is why I redid the playroom, are these big, cool, cozy, um, one's a pair of love love seats or uh, armchairs and one's a couch and they're just both crazy rad poofy comfy vintage seating and so i just see coziness but also security 
on either end of this expanse and it feels great. Whereas when it was a playroom that didn't have a direction, you just kind of saw into this weird storage bin and didn't feel high vibe when you were sitting on the couch. So does that make a big difference? I think it does. And it's just a fun way to kind of create a new perspective. Um, how, how important do you think it is for people to have their own like nooks or spaces, obviously depending on how big, you know, if it's a small space, is it a nook? If it's a bigger house, is it a room? How important is it for people to individually have their space of like- Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's always important. I see far too many women who don't have dedicated spaces in their own homes. They've given all the space to everybody else. So um, if this is the moment you implement that, great. Also, you know, it's interesting. I was talking about this with some clients as well, where we're used to having our children play in certain areas. You know, they, they might have a playroom if they're lucky or their bedroom. But in this moment in time, if you can almost create new creative stations around the house for yourself and for your children, where we don't want sprawl, we don't want their stuff everywhere, but I've put a few special toys around the house in new areas just to keep them more engaged, to have us really using the space, spreading out the energy of where people are and why. So dedicating a space for yourself, yes, but also maybe just dropping in moments that remind you to get off the screen, to turn off the news, putting books you want to read on the kitchen counter, putting some in the living room, um, pulling out your knitting. I'm very um, visual. So if I see something, I will engage with it. So a lot of times I try to do these like beautiful creative reminders for myself to work on a writing practice, resume meditation. So I'd say yes, personal space, but then also thinking about how do you have the family members rotating through the space and using it for something constructive. That's really interesting. How can you make sure the energy is flowing through everywhere is what you're saying. So it doesn't get stagnant because you're spending so much time in it now. Yes. There's a study that was done out of UCLA. Um, It's a book that really inspired me to start doing my work and I can find it and we can link to it. Great. But they looked at um, dual earner middle-class homes in LA and where they use thermal mapping and they would see where people were in the homes. And obviously they're always in the kitchen, the bathrooms, but these people were investing in renovating their master suites or the backyard. And nobody was using those areas. When you're, when you're working parents, how much are you really in your bedroom? Like you're in there to sleep. And so it was this very interesting concept that we're not really using our whole homes. And We should be. We're so fortunate to have these homes. And how do you spread out that energy? How do you flip it on its head? I'm often advising people to swap bedrooms or to move things. And it's really just about keeping things flowing and keeping this continual element of growth, right? We're all here to evolve and grow. And I think we can really go through a crazy metamorphosis if we use this time strategically. And being creative and leisuring and pleasuring can be highly cathartic and highly inspiring. And so, you know, I hope people hear this and are inspired to really open up those spaces in their home too. It's not all about the work. It's also about how do you really use a room that hasn't been loved on in a while? I love that. I always find that, I think you and I used to have this conversation a lot too, is like everything has a purpose. Like whenever I feel like there's a 
part of my house that doesn't have purpose, it drives me crazy. I'm like, right. I just, I love to infuse purpose. So even if there was like an area that wasn't being used a lot, I'm like, how can we get that to be used? Like, what do we need? Or is there an access point that it can help with? Or, yes. um, cause then I feel like, and I feel almost relieved when I can give it purpose. Cause otherwise, I don't know, it feels wasteful for me almost. Absolutely. And that's why I believe we all intuitively understand feng shui because it is part intentionality and part what they, what they call a cure. That just really means declaring an intent for something and giving it that material metaphor to go with it. So this nook is underused. I'm going to turn it into a meditation pad right now. And then you put down the meditation stuff. So you've declared the intent and you've created the space. Right. Therefore, as you walk around the house, you'll be like, oh, yeah, shit, I should, I should go do my meditation now. It'll make me feel better. Because you've set the stage for it to unfold, the action will correspond. Right. How, um, what are a few things, especially if now people are kind of stuck at home? This is literally their workplace, their yeah. vacation place, their living place. I mean, it's like everything all wrapped up in one. Yes. What are things they should avoid? Like what are pitfalls that people probably aren't even paying attention to? It's like, okay, do a walkthrough through your house now. And if this is there, get rid of it or move it. Like what are those things? Yeah, I'm a little, I don't know what to advise in terms of purging right now. I don't know. This is a new landscape, right? People aren't coming to pick up donation. I don't know if we should be leaving stuff on the streets. I don't know if 311 is doing pickups. So I, I'm all for a big purge and a reorg, but I don't know what the protocol would be for that. So it just doesn't feel socially responsible, but I, I don't know. I just don't know yet. I don't know what to advise people on that. But like what you were saying, what are things that they shouldn't be doing? Or avoid, like even, I mean, we sometimes we have closets. If it's like, take that, like, I don't know, like, hey, if you have this big pointy thing in this place... Maybe put it in a closet for now until we can get rid of anything. Like anything that you're like, these are things that people often make mistakes in their houses and it's really not great right now for what's going on. Um, Well, you know, that's why I think I'm talking about this line of grounded living energy. Anything that doesn't feel high vibe, doesn't feel healthy, doesn't feel inducive to wellness. And um, I don't know, here's a silly example, but my sons have a lot of swords and shields and weapon toys. They're all kind of beautiful Waldorfy, but I was like, I don't want these in the house right now. And we are newly out of an apartment and have a garage and I'm obsessed with our garage. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> loving suburbia, but I'm like, let's put all of that stuff in the garage. Then you guys can, I can back the car out and they've turned it into a sporting arena so they can play that kind of stuff out there. I don't want that right. type of fighting energy in the house. And so what is the adult correlation of that? It's also, I think this is a great opportunity to keep our vices in check hmm. and just be really careful with, do we need the big stocked bar cart out right now? Or do we want to put the whiskey in the pantry? You know, like, but let's talk about that actually, because okay. um, I think it's interesting because I'm seeing, obviously it's like, you know, there's jokes about like, I'm home. And of course you have kids too, especially with younger kids. It's a lot. Like, you know, my mom, <laughs> my mom said it today. She was like, all I keep thinking, thinking is I'm so thankful this is not happening when I have younger kids. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's yeah, harder. Thanks for saying that to me, mom. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. It's just, it's a much, it there, it's, a, it's an added element that like, you know, anyone who doesn't have kids will not understand in, a, in, in some ways in a good way because they can probably 
figure out, you know, they could learn another language now if they wanted to, but. Yes, it's, and, and I would say then put it out somewhere where you're going to be like, here's my Italian book. Right. But what I'm saying is I've seen so much of like, and for fun, it's like, hey, you know, with the kids or blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to have to start drinking. And look, I get it. I have no judgment against drinking or anything, but you're seeing it a lot. And then I'm like, well, part of it, people are kind of joking. It's like, I'm home. Let's have fun with it. We also know subconsciously it's to help numb some of the like worry. It is numbing. Vices are numbing, uh, are numbers. And you know, so talk I'm about kind of, the idea of avoiding it a little bit. Well, I'm pro-vice, and I just <laughs> did a bunch of interviews, and like, yeah, I'm really loving my evening glass of wine right now. I'm really, you know, leaning on my vibrator. I don't think those are bad <laughs> things, but I think we need nope. to consider them. Together, as, it's a lovely combo. <laughs> <laughs> um, two of my mainstays. But having this routine for yourself and having personal boundaries put up, feng shui is also a science of boundaries, literal boundaries of a floor plan, of a yard, of a room. And so I really apply that philosophy to, I don't like anything, I don't like deprivation. I've had too much of it. So it's like, well, how do I make it pleasurable? When does it fit into my day? What would be my cue that it's okay to do this? Do I need to see it front and center? Um, So just understanding what are the, I mean, this is not really a feng shui question, but I, I don't know. It's like, if you're going to indulge, really be conscious with it, make it beautiful. Maybe you don't need that full bar out right now, but maybe you need two really special wine glasses to you guys. And because that's what you were, you were saying earlier, it's not a time, something to display the vice. You were saying something to that. So that's what I'm trying to understand as far as. No, exactly. I think it's where are you and how is it going to fit into your life? So I know that like after I can't be drinking wine all day, but as I'm making our evening meal, I can have a glass. So it's, I was talking about this with a friend. It's like just a lot of self-regulation and self-boundary. And again, that declaring it and setting it up to work that way. So if you decide like I should not be drinking at all right now, get it out of your line of sight, move it, put it in the back, um, give it away to friends, move it into the garage. But if you are deciding it has a place for it, you know, it's, it's, it's again, that intentionality and the cure. Yeah. What are the rules? How are you declaring it? How are you setting it up to be a success for you? Cause if it's all done with consciousness, I agree. Because by the way, I'm all for it too. Like if you love your wine or the absolutely, what I hope is not happening because I do think, and I feel like it's interesting, this episode is going to be interesting with these different points of view. What I feel like keeps rising is it's this chance to go deeper. It's a chance to heal mother nature. It's a chance to connect. And we're being given this and we're kind of being called to step up in this bigger duty, which is why we're talking to all you guys, because I feel like it's really helpful for people to understand what they can what their part they can play to not only make themselves feel better, but also they can play on the bigger. To do better. Right. So the thing with the vices is like, absolutely. I'm with you. I'm not a hard no person at all. I don't think anyone should have a hard no. If you end up saying no, great, that's fine. But like you need to do what works for you. But I do want people to make sure they're not numbing to the point that they don't get to do some of this work that's been called upon us Yes. and have the chance to actually go do a little deep diving. Well, you know what? This is going to be the new normal for a while. So I'm yeah. really encouraging people to do do the work that they need to do now around their house. It's almost that ethos of put on yeah. your own oxygen mask. Make your home safe and secure. 
take away all of the emotional triggers. Maybe that's a better way to talk about the advice, the vices. There you go. That's or the dangerous stuff. If something is highly emotionally triggering right now, for Get whatever it. reason, you don't have to know the why. Get rid of it. Get rid of Hide it. Hide it. Hide it. We'll figure out how we purge and in COVID-19, I don't know what's socially responsible yet. As I said, well, if you have a garage, can't you pick a corner and like, totally. Or you could pick a closet or you yeah. could just don't put it under your bed. Like don't put it in your baby's I, room. I definitely but, have that one closet. That's like my, I can't deal with this now closet. Yes. And, and <laughs> if that's too, if that's too taxing to see, then no, it's not the time to dive into doing that closet, right? right? We don't need to have a breakdown, but I do believe that the more people who are really infusing order and harmony and systems of coming and going from their homes and yeah. those personal boundaries of, you know what, right now I'm going to the store once a week. I'm only getting the necessities. And every time I come home, I change my clothes. I put them in the washer, you know, to have those rules. And I think with that, the vices fit into, I'm, I'm allowed to smoke a joint once a week. These kind of self rules to build our willpower, feather our nest so that we can serve. Yep. And take care of ourselves, take care of our families, and then really find those authentic routes to serve. I see a ton of content right now, and I get it, and I understand it, but also pace yourselves. Take care of yourselves, get everything orderly and ready to go, and then really think how you can be of service, not just a post here and there, but what is your community asking of you? And um, I love that. That's, that's really where my head is at with this work. I love it. No, this has been so helpful. And I love, I mean, I think that's, the, I think the starting points of a line of sight, but also go to your earthly elements in your house. Mm -hmm. And that's when you walk into your house, all the way to the left, center of your house. And then if you went all the way back into the right, those three parts, it's kind of a diagonal line from bottom left to top right. Yep. You want to like, whatever you can do to ground and bring earth into that and feel connected to earth, that's already going to start shifting things for you personally and for the world where we are right now. That alone, I feel like is huge. And then I love how we talked about get those projects, do that organization, use this time to clear those spots that you intuitively know drive you crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I, I like to say, you know, you have to love on this present moment to create loving momentum. Yeah. And if we can harmonize the house and free up all of that stagnant energy, it's just, it's going to be really cool and really rad. And you're going to be prepared to, to do the bigger things that you need to do outside of the house. I love it. We're raising warriors, as I like to say. Thank mm, you. Thank you thank for you. being awesome. Mm. And thank you for helping us stay safe. I hope your kids are great. Um, thank and thank you. you for being a light. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Take care, everybody. Well, I'll talk Bye. to you later. Bye. So look, we're talking about being grounded. We're talking about Corona. It's a scary time for people, um, a lot of fear. And so what we were trying to do with this episode with a few different people is just, you know, what can people do for themselves during this time while they're stuck in the confines of their own home? Mm -hmm. So, you know, what are things they have in their own homes? Or for you, I mean, I'm so excited because you're like my crystal diva and I love it. And by the way, I love my Himalayan quartz. Like I still, it's, oh, love it. She gave me the most beautiful gift this summer. So I just want to talk about like, are there crystals that people either, and especially now you can still order things. I mean, so no one's cut off from the world, which I think is what's so interesting about this quarantine is like, 
it's like a very modern day quarantine. We can all still kind of get what we need and want depending on finances, obviously, but there's access. Like I love how restaurants are still open for takeout and delivery. It's, it's a really interesting time. So for some of the stuff we're talking about, if people have the financial resources, like there's Etsy. I mean, there's still so many places you can order crystals or oils or whatever it is you need, but I'd love to hear your take of like, what, what can people be doing now while they're home that you think could really help? Well, um, since we're on the, the crystal tip for now, to your point, yes, Etsy, Etsy is alive and kicking. So <laughs> you can definitely be supporting all of these small local businesses, which we know is so important right so now. So important. Um, I've actually been doing crystal RXs for people. So with my crystal stash, putting things together that people are, are feeling. And of course, there's a lot of like, people are very concerned about their health. Um, other things that are coming up, you know, okay, I need something to do in my house. I want crystals for organization. I want crystals mm -hmm. to keep my space clear. These types of things are kind of coming up. Crystals for patients. And so clarity, right? So these are kind of some of the buzzwords that are uh, happening right now while everybody is at home. I love that. That's, and that's exactly right. That's what people need right now. It's either I need to get this project done or I need to be more patient because all of a sudden I have five people on top of me that I never had before or even just one. <laughs> um, yeah. Or I need clarity. Like, why is this happening? And you're right. Health is a big one too. People are terrified. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, there's, even a, there's even a lung function crystal cost called phosphiterite that people could get a hold of if they're, if they're into that. Yes. So what does it look like? Um, it's kind of uh, like a purplish look to it. Okay. So let's talk about some of the crystals that can help with some of these things. Okay. Okay. So I think um, if we go with some of the, the big um, buzzwords that have been trending, at least for people that have been calling me for crystal RX, um, the phosphiterite, obviously, and then um, other big ones are around organization and patience. Um, that's going to be demortarite and amazonite. Okay, so those are for which ones for organization, organization and patience. Oh, both. Um, those are both like the same heading. Yeah, you can kind of jump in there. And well, demortarite is organization and patience. Um, Amazonite is more of the get your shit together stone. So okay. that's the, if you are cleaning out your closet while you are, uh, at home right now, then that's a great crystal to work with. Um, let's see. Um, oh, dealing with old emotions to your point. Mm -hmm. Uh, you're asking me about being at home. Um, Apache tears and snowflake obsidian are great with kind of helping to deal with maybe old stuff that's kind of coming up. Um, we know a lot when people, you know, it's interesting what happens when people actually have the time to sit around and to take a look at themselves or take a look at their space and to think about where they are in life or things that they haven't accomplished, even as far as like projects in the house, right? So we're all getting the time to actually look at those things. And sometimes that can be, um, you know, super confronting, right? Um, I would say also for like, immune system um let's see garnet green what are moss, some, what agate. are some what are some good crystals for the old emotions oh yeah. apache tears oh you said it earlier right? snowflake obsidian great yeah. okay we Sorry. obviously need to mention it twice so <laughs> clearly i'm with you i'm with you <laughs> my brain's operating on a different level these days <laughs> um another 
obviously anxiety has kind of come up. So lipidolite, which I call the Xanax of the crystal kingdom, and then also lithium quartz. <laughs> those are named. <laughs> appropriately named. Um, those would be great ones. And then maybe even just, you know, you, you want to call happiness and joy into your space while you're in here. Apophyllite would be a great one for that. And then to actually, I kind of call it like the energetic air purifier. You want something like um, halite, selenite, or even if you have the um, a salt lamp, right? So these like salt-based crystals because they help to to purify the space. That's so funny. I just bought a huge apophyllite, huge, just because it was so stunning. I didn't know what else to do, and I almost didn't buy it because I'm like, I don't really know what it is. What's the point? And then I was like, I have to take it, and that's like a week ago. So sparkly. And, and it's just so, right on time. It's sparkly and I'm staring at it right now. It's stunning. So you're right. Oh, you put it in the space? I, well, no, it's, at the, it's in my space at it's home. It's in your space. Okay. And, and I'm staring like right at it where I'm sitting from. Hmm. I know. I know. So that's so funny that you said yeah. that. I just kind of was like, I have to have that. You were intuiting. I must have been. <laughs> and what about also with selenite? Um, that's also clearing, right? So it clears... Mm-hmm. Yeah, selenite's an interesting one. So from a from a home perspective, what I would advise people to do is that's one that if you think about it, it's like helping to keep the energy moving. It's sucking up old stuff. So it's it's good in uh, windowsills, doorways, under the bed, under the couch, the closet, places where it's like conf- confined or closed space, or even actually the corners of the room because energy energy energetically tends to collect in the corners. So it's, so it's always funny because you always feel like, oh, but this crystal is so pretty. I shouldn't put it in a corner of a room. I shouldn't put it under my bed. But like you're literally saying like, don't put this, you don't have to put the selenite out and about perfectly displayed. Like it's going to kick ass for you if you put it in kind of these weird places. Absolutely. I love that. So put it in these corners, let it add like energy, clean energy in your home. And then what on the full moon, make sure you clear, but you don't even have to clear selenite, right? No, selenite is a self-clearing crystal. So you can just kind of leave it alone. The other beautiful thing about that is if you actually do have selenite already in your house, you can put all of your crystals on top of the selenite and it actually clears the crystals as well. So it's like a clear too. And don't they say that about with the quartz too? It's like a charger, like, Mm -hmm. and you can charge your crystals. That's right. So if you have a quartz cluster, then you could sit your smaller crystals within the cluster. So when you're talking about, because I think that's a great idea, especially if people are spending so much time in the home now, you might get more affected by the stagnant energy than you realize. Yeah. Is there like, what size are we talking that actually has good effect if you're saying, okay, I'm going to put it in my closets or I'm going to put it like in the corner or you said like under the bed or something too. What size really... Because sometimes we're like, oh, I just have this little thing. And then you're like, well, that's not that powerful. Like, so it's not, it, if you're going to put it under your bed, you probably need X. If you're going to put it in your closet, you probably need this. A small one's great for this point. Like how, okay. how can you help guide people in like what size and how much chunk they actually need? Yeah. Well, <laughs> tall, I'll kind of tell you, this is the one place in life we'll say size doesn't matter. Woo! Um, <laughs> Finally. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I would say I'm also a practical shaman and that I would place place with purpose right so obviously if you want to put selenite under your bed you're going to need something that's maybe like longer and flat right you don't want something that's 
that has like points and things on it. You want something that's like can go in the space where it belongs, if you will. And if you want to keep selenite in your purse, obviously you want to keep a really small piece in there. So I think, I think that placing on a, on a base level placing with purpose, like why, where is this going? Why is it going there is the best way to kind of judge what size you need. So like in your house, what do you have hidden in Like, what are, like, if someone went on a treasure hunt, what, <laughs> so not the obvious beautiful on the shelves, what would they find in your house and where? Um, well, let's see. Under the bed, there's rose quartz because that's for love, selenite, um, amethyst. You would find smoky quartz. All under your bed. Be, yeah, those are all under my bed. And then near my my. Do you have them like? My, in, do you have them like in the middle under your bed? I have a whole grid set up under my bed. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's next level. I know people that even they, they put crystals between their mattresses, box spring in the mattress. So And like a whole grid <laughs> or just crystals? Just crystals. I They're like it. princess in the pea. I know. I mean, I feel like I wouldn't <laughs> sleep all night. Um, okay. So you have a whole grid set under your bed. <laughs> yes. And then do you take, like for those that need to be clear, do you take them down like once a month or something and then reset it up? Um, it depends. That's more of like a seasonal thing for me. So probably like quarterly, I would take the ones out from under my bed and work with those because I think, um, you know, again, a general like loose rule of thumb, the the less you're touching it or, you know, personally interacting with the crystal kind of like the less you have to to clean it, if you will. If it's, if it's a crystal, like you're wearing it every day or you're meditating with it every day, you want to clean it more. Got it. That's good to know. Okay. So that's the treasure hunt under the bed. Now we continue walking (laughs) through Colleen's house. What happens? (laughs) Let's see. We go to the home office and discover my desk. (laughs) Um, Let's see. What is on my desk? I have actually a huge piece of apophyllite on my desk. I have citrine, iron pyrite, green adventuring, and I have a bunch of um, altars, mini altars on things that I'm working on. So there's all these little like crystal grids with cards and things laying around on the the sides. And those actually get changed out every time we change with the moon. So I kind of regrid my desk. Amazing. What do you like? So what if someone is worried about health or they have like their immune compromise or they're just nervous about it? What crystals should they have around them? Um, Well, let's see. So bloodstone is a great physical health crystal. So that would be one somebody could work with. And then also, um, I really like garnet. That's like life force, vitality, hematite gives energy. So stuff that's like kind of, you know, pumping you up if you think about it like that. Right. Yeah. And then what about like calming people who's like you were saying anxiety, but just need like a nice crystal hug. <laughs> crystal hug. What's, what's the crystal hug? <laughs> <laughs> um, you have the you have the black skinny jean crystals. I want the crystal <laughs> hug. <laughs> you, want, you want the hug. Um, I mean, I think you know it's one everybody knows, which is actually great because this Rose might quartz. be the most yeah the most common crystals we would maybe find in someone's house, so they don't have to go, go out for it and purchase it. But that. Um, that rose quartz would be the best one. I think also um, clarity, that's been another big word that's kind of come up and fluorite is a great crystal to work with to help find 
to help find clarity. And another one that's kind of coming to me that I found was interesting is um, Moonstone, which is a stone of new beginnings. And something that's really come up for me and come up for my clients, and I think just, you know, observing the world right now that I've been really asking my clients since all of this has started to happen, like, to your point, like, don't go to a place of, of fear or anxiety and kind of, you know, work yourself up. If you can actually look at this moment as, you know, we have been given a gift to come to stillness together, the entire planet, and are getting the chance to actually map out what existence looks like as we go forward and asking people, how is this moment your greatest teacher and looking for what that is. And for some people you're like, Oh my God, like me and my husband are like two ships in the night. And now we're spending all this time together and we had these really great talks or you're somebody that travels all the time and your house is a fucking mess. And so you got to stay home and clean and you're like, I'm never going to let that happen again. Or, someone that lives alone, that maybe this is actually the chance they got to just really, you know, spend some alone time with themselves. I I know I could not agree more that this is a time of transformation and as scary, you know, most of us avoid change, even though you can't, but most of us try and avoid change um, because the unknown is so terrifying. So I feel like this is such a beautiful time of being forced to not only shift, but be learn to accept what that feels like and accept that that is just a natural part of life. And once we can accept it, then to go really deep in what is the offering? Why am I being allowed to shift right now? That's why I keep telling people, just ask, keep asking that question. Like, what do I get to shift right now? Like, and you might not know that answer right away, but like, what a beautiful gift that when the answer comes to be like, oh my God, because you would have missed it entirely if we were just doing our regular day to day. And totally. something beautiful will come out of it. Yeah. And I think it's really hard too. It's like people are, I think more than we know, people actually are open to change, but they want change to be handed to them in this like package, nicely wrapped <laughs> gift yeah. when actually you have to go through chaos sometimes to, to get to the other side. Uh, for sure. I mean, it only, I do feel like true like transformation or even enlightenment, if we want to go extreme, like it only comes from dark and from chaos and, And one of the things I always like to describe to people, because, you know, especially in meditation, they come to the studio and they always want that quick fix. And I'm like, here's the beauty about when you actually decide to like kind of commit to going inwards. I go, it's not that you commit to going inwards and then you really dive in and you figure out all this shit and then you get to a new place and you're like, oh, I did it. I'm done. It's like, yeah, that's part of it. But then you get, to, you get to rest there just for a moment because then you get to dig again and you go on a whole nother journey. It's just in a different, and I keep saying, I'd say it's always like tunnels and like you dig one tunnel and you get to this resting point and you're like, ah, and it could be a long resting point or it could be a short one. And then you dig another tunnel. But the difference is the tunnel digging starts to get exciting versus terrifying. And even though like things are so unknown on what's on the other side of the tunnel, or is this tunnel hard or short or wet, or can I even fit, like whatever it is, you start to trust that you know you're going to get to the other side. And however you get there is actually going to be really fascinating. And it just starts to become this shift of perspective, um, which I think now everyone's kind of being forced to learn to embrace they are being forced to embrace it. And yeah. I think it's great. Uh, me too. But wait, so you were <laughs> saying Moonstone is? Uh, yeah, um, it's a stone of new beginnings. 
It's so funny because that same day, a week ago, I bought a puff light. I bought Moonstone. You did? For no other reason. I was going to buy something else. And I put it down <laughs> and I bought like a palmed Moonstone. And I was like, I love that we're having this conversation actually, because I haven't even thought about it. I'm like, why did I buy? You've literally named the two that you're like, this feels <laughs> like it should be part of now. I happen to buy both of those. Oh, I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> Yeah. So Moonstone's New Beginnings. So that would be a comforting one to have because it helps Absolutely. you through the transition of New Beginnings, which no matter who you are, something new is happening. Um, and what about like, what about helping you sleep? Because I think some people's anxiety would, would keep them up at night. Mm -hmm. Well, you could definitely still use the, the lipidolite or the lithium quartz. Um, a lot of people actually like to keep amethyst by their bed as a very soothing crystal. Um, and for anybody that's kind of into um, following their dreams, Herkimer Diamond could be a really interesting one to play with right now if you're somebody that's trying to, to pay attention to where you go when you dream because perhaps there could be answers on which way you're, you're headed in life. And so do you put, if you have something like that for dreams, do you put it under your pillow? You could do that. Or you can just leave it right on, right on your nightstand. Or if you're somebody that likes to just kind of do a meditation before they go to sleep at night, then that would be a great crystal that you could kind of just keep near you while you're doing that and then fall off into, fall off into the dream time, um, which makes me think of something else I'd love to share that at night, I think... I always advise my clients to do this, but I think it's so important now that you're doing an energy dump or saying goodbye to the day every time you go to bed right now. And it's um, everything from like the people that are in your house, right? You, you kind of like picture somebody and then you can take a big breath in and out and think about that person. You're like, oh, I release person A, <sighs> right? And then you're like, oh, I had a, I had a conference call with this person from my work. Let me, oh, I need to release them. And to be, Oh clear, God, I just need to release the anxiety of the world. But to, be, <laughs> but to be clear to people out there, it's not just, you're, you're not necessarily releasing things that you feel are negative. You're releasing everything. You're saying go through all the parts of your day because positive energy too. It's just, it's all holding onto you. Is that what you're saying? Yes, correct. And thank you. Thank you for pointing that out that it's, the idea is that no matter who it is, you never ever hold someone else's energy that's just not yours. And uh, we're like little lint rollers and we pick up energy fuzz all day long. And it's, it's our invitation or our job to, to release all that before we kind of head into dream time at night. And it can be a, a really nice way. People are like, oh, I, I can't sit still and meditate. That this is kind of a nice way to actually maybe be the, the gateway into being able to be a better meditator. And talk about why you feel like now more than ever, this is like an important exercise to do. Um, I think now more than ever, this is important because people are, they're watching the news, they're, they're getting anxious, they're spinning out about where their, their life's going to go with, with fear or paranoia. And I think Anything that we can do mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually to calm ourselves down and to release what's not ours, we need to, we need to self-care and, and, and do that. I think that's so smart. And I do think, like we were talking about what crystals will help during sleep, this, that would actually really help you sleep better. Absolutely. It, it totally calms you down. 
I dump the day. I dump my clients. I dump my boyfriend. I'm dumping my parents since I'm obviously with them them right now. (laughs) It's not, I think that's so nice. And then it's just you and your sleep time. That's it. And what if you share a bed with someone? You can still dump them. (laughs) (laughs) But like how much of their energy then is like infiltrating you while you're like sleeping? Well, I mean, you're in close quarters with that person. It's definitely going to be present, if you will. But that's also, again, a lot of times you'll hear people, oh, I, I, I put, I wrap myself in golden or white light or I put a boundary around me or whatever that is. I don't think there's any reason you're sharing a bed with someone that you, if that you feel called to do that, to just kind of um, keep a boundary around you, then I think that that's, that's a okay. It's, it's funny. I actually pulled a card <laughs> for our call. I love which, it. Uh, which is uh, boundaries. Oh, wait, that's so funny. Does that, yeah. mean, does that mean you need to establish some with me? No. <laughs> it's just, it's interesting that that's coming up in our phone call. It is. So wait, but yeah. let's talk about that as far as, I mean, that's something interesting for people to think about because, you know, everyone's routine is different right now. If yeah. anything, they're probably in transition of figuring out what their new routine is, which is always an awkward feeling. And people, yeah. I think, try, you know, Nicole and I were actually talking about this a little bit before. It's like you almost get so obsessive with trying to figure out the routine and what you think you're supposed to be doing with all this time that you actually get off track. Because, like, look, I think when you first are told lockdown, everyone has different thoughts, whether it's like, oh, okay, I can do this and this could be interesting or fear, whatever comes first. But it's like, I'm actually working. Like, a lot. So the idea of, of actually spending this time reading a ton of books or learning a new skill is probably not going to happen for me. And I think I could feel it in this last week of like this pull and push of like, wait, am I failing myself? Am I failing this time? And it's like, no, that's, this is actually just what I'm supposed to be doing during this time. Like we all have different purposes of what's coming up for all of us and what we're part of and where we're going. But talk a little bit about kind of boundary setting for yourself and what that means like in creating your own a new, new routine and schedule and with kind of families or friends or whatever, or yourself, like what are the, talk, let's talk about boundaries that came up. Let's do it. I know. Um, <laughs> well, I think so within this specific scenario, boundaries in the house, first of all, the boundaries with that you have with yourself, that whether you are uh, working from home or you're someone that's taking some time off that you want to give yourself a routine and that's a great way to set a boundary with yourself. You get up at the same time every day, you're still working out or you're meditating or you eat breakfast at the same time, or you, you caught, you're like, okay, 11 to 12, I'm calling all my friends and family and checking in with them, right? Like whatever your day looks like, um, you need to make sure that you're sticking to a routine. So that's like your self boundary, but then let's think about, okay, we have um, a couple at home and all of a sudden both of them work from home and they're not technically equipped to have two home offices or they have no home office that, okay, well now people have to set up boundaries. Are they taking, do they have one office space and they're switching off from that space at different times of the day or are they on opposite ends of the house and one person's at this table and one person's 
on their couch or whatever it might be that they actually have to, it's important to really, even if it's literally two feet of space in front of it, you're going to have to claim that sacred space for your quote unquote home office while, while people are working in this manner. You can't have two people sitting at the dining room table, both on conference calls. I know it's so fast. I was, <laughs> I was talking to my best friend this morning and then, and her husband came in. She's like, okay, we got to go. He has to get on a conference call. Cause it's like, they're in one room. So it's like, I got to get off the phone now so he can get on his call. Yeah. It's interesting. I was like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. That's so it. I think those are some like easy ways to, to set, to set some boundaries for yourself is definitely, uh, being vigilant about keeping some type of schedule for yourself. And what do you feel like, what do you feel like shamanic, let's tap into those shamanic powers of yours. Let's get a little woo woo. But what do you (laughs) feel like shamanically is, did you have any feelings like in you that this was like coming? Had you, is there anything you're, cause you're so connected to mother earth and you're so kind of connected in that sense. Had, Had you had any kind of feeling or rumblings that like there was a shift happening Um, Well, something that actually has been very present for me is to just be thinking about the fact that a while back when the Amazon was lit on fire, that that is considered the Earth's lungs, and now our lungs are burning. And I think that when you look at that and think about how are we treating ourselves, the people around us, our community, the planet that we live on, that I think we, we've been coming to a reset point and we're here. And it's time to reset. Yeah. And how do you feel like, okay, so we talked about kind of these crystals and things, and then I want to talk about a little bit how people can use those crystals, like for people who are like, okay, so I got this crystal, now what? But um, what do you feel like, is there something in the reset? How can people consciously start doing things differently to set the energy out there different so this can start healing? Because I agree with you and I find that's fascinating that you were saying, you know, the Amazon is considered the lungs of mother earth. So if that's on fire, it's fascinating that our lungs are now on fire. It's very symbolic and you can realize how much is actually being told to us from other energies. So what can we do as our part to help shift those energies. That's beyond just taking care of our sacred space. Yeah, I do think it's, it's the trifecta. It's how you're taking care of yourself, how you're taking care of people around you, your community, and how you're taking care of the planet. So if there's ways, big or small, that, that you can give back, and if giving back is you're like, every day I'm going to call somebody and tell them I love them if giving back is you're able to donate to a charity, then that's what it is. If it's actually, I just saw on Instagram today that they said um, New York had put out a call and within like 24 hours, a thousand retired doctors and nurses are like at the front lines. I just saw that. I thought that was amazing. So I think it's important to know that um, offering something, whether you, whether that looks big or small to you or someone else that, um, the giving a give back is important. So it's, it's teaching us to, you know, we need to treat ourselves better. We need to treat our, uh, the people around us better and we need to treat our planet better. So this is, this is like a very layered invitation. 
I like that. It's a layered invitation, but it's kind of the invitation you can't say no to. No. <laughs> like you're not allowed to pass on this. <laughs> no, on, on any level, but start, start somewhere. Start where you can start. It's funny. I don't know why this came up because I don't want this to be a political conversation at all. But when you were kind of saying like how you can help your community and stuff and look, I get it. Some people hate Donald Trump and it's fair. He's given many, many reasons. Trust me. I know I'm on board. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to keep going into it because that's not my platform to do so right now, but I don't know. There is something like when this stuff is going on and there's just so much vitriol being like thrown his way. I'm like, can't we take some of that energy and not that he doesn't deserve it. That's not what I'm saying. But it just feels like, who cares at this point? Like, at this point, like, we're here. Let's use this energy for other things to help heal. Like, you can stare at the news all day and scream fucking comments and cut and paste and get everybody on Facebook to agree with you and keep talking about why you want him this, this, and that. But I'm like, just that energy alone, it's like, it just keeps, like, I can feel it. I feel like we just keep, we keep, like, prodding the fire and stoking it over there. And I'm like, stoking that fire does absolutely nothing right now in my mind. But you tell me from like a more global and especially like you pick up on all these energies so sensitively. Yeah. I mean, obviously immediately to, 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 um, to save lives is number one. And also if, you know, obviously you're not into Donald Trump and you would like to put that political energy elsewhere, then the candidates that you are standing behind, then get behind them and do something instead of, you know, instead of, again, like flinging hate, you could be helping the other candidates, whatever that means, however you can do that, then, then put your energy, put your energy there instead. Cause I felt that even when it was like more candidates in the democratic race, I felt the same thing where I was like, Oh my God, just, push why you love X so much instead of saying why Y sucks so bad. Like it was really annoying me. Like it got to the point that I'm like, oh, just stop. That post could have been totally dedicated to more reasons you think so-and-so is fantastic. It's like, and I'm like, it's the same shit. It's that same energetic force that people don't realize because they think when names are changed, it doesn't matter. But I'm like, no, it's, it's, you're still pulling from that same energy. So therefore you're still keeping yourself boxed in by that energy. And so it's like hard for you to evolve as a human when you're operating on that frequency. Yeah. It's a total, it's a total shift in perspective. And again, I, I can't say this enough. Like I tell myself this all the time. I tell my clients, I tell people everywhere it's okay. Well, how is this moment our greatest teacher? Like constantly asking yourself that about whatever you come in contact with. And, you know, if your greatest teacher politically was you really got clear on what your politics are and what doesn't work for you, your family, your country, your neighborhood, whatever, then that was a gift, right? Maybe, you know, it's helping people to get out there and vote. It's, it's people are, are activating right now and becoming passionate again and getting behind causes and getting behind people they feel like would be really great leaders. Like that's something beautiful that has come out of this. Agreed. Totally agree. In a painful way, but this is the, (laughs) the, you know, the, that piece of beauty that's coming out of it. And so what do you feel like you see? what can you see coming out of all of this, like the coronavirus? And Well, you know, it's interesting because I was, um, I was telling 
a couple of my employees, I said, you know, in the very best way, I feel like we all walked into our houses and our and shut our doors. And I feel like we're going to come out and the world won't never be the same again. That's how and I, I mean that. I mean that in the best way possible. Like, here's an example. Like, let's talk about working from home. The entire workforce kind of is anyone that worked in an office will say at least is, which is a, a lot of people, they're now working from home and they just discovered they can do that. People that maybe were afraid to do that, people that didn't think they could do that, um, people now that have been rallying with their corporation to work from home for years and years are now like, hey, look, I can do this. Like they come back and they're like, sorry, I need to work from home three days a week because look what I was doing. Right. So I think the, I think that the way we work is, you know, it's obviously not going to change overnight, but I do think that that's going to become a big topic after saving lives, you know, after this is all kind of flattening the curve and, and taking on what's, you know, what needs to be at the front. But I think that the, how we work is going to completely start to change. It is going to shift everything. I agree. So let's talk about, okay, so someone has anxiety or they want to get shit done and they order one of those crystals or they happen to have it at home. What are ways, how can they work with it? I mean, we talked about the selenite a little bit, mm-hmm. like where to put it mm-hmm. in corners and stuff to put by the side of your bed. But how do people work with that? Like, so if they had an, a crystal to help them do a project, what would they do with that? Well, again, you've got, you've got your home office set up, whether if that's a coffee table or a room, whatever, do you, whatever you're dealing with, that you would want to put those crystals on your quote unquote desk, right? Around your laptop, around where you're doing business. Um, so that could be one way that you're doing that. You want to meditate. You're obviously going to want to hold the crystals, right? If you're crystals that you're kind of trying to t- take into dream time for whatever reasons, literally if it's like anxiety crystals, put them in your bed, sleep with them, right? That idea. And then obviously um, there's crystals that, you know, do it with purpose. So wearing crystals is another thing you can do. Stick rose quartz in your bra. Um, You know, right now everybody's at home communicating, right? Like everybody's online communicating, whether you're leading and a practitioner or a boss of some kind, or you're someone that's on the other end, Um, giving, you know, adding opinions to the conversation, like lapis lazuli is the stone for communication. Sodalite is the stone of truth. Get a necklace and wear that around your neck, right? So I'm very much use or place with purpose. Is there like any type of ceremony you feel like before someone starts working with one or no? Um, Well, I do think it's important. So again, my conversation's a little different right now, knowing everybody's inside that uh, I would tell somebody, oh, sure, you could go to the store and get sage or Palo Santo to clear your crystals. But there's some ways that you can do this at home with things that you have in your, in your atmosphere. So um, 
taking Himalayan salt and dumping that in water. Most crystals can be cleansed that way. So you just kind of want to neutralize the crystal before you work with it. You can also bury crystals in the dirt. So if you have, you live in New York City and you have a house plant, great. You can stick the crystal in there, bury it. Or you live in the suburbs and you have a yard, then you could stick the crystal, bury it out in the yard under a bush. And so you kind of want to be able to kind of cleanse the crystal a little bit before you start to work with it and then just just go for it. And then you can do, and then how often do you recommend people clean and cleanse them? And I know you said if you're working with it more often, if it's under your bed or you're not touching it, don't worry about it as much. Yeah, that, that would pretty much be the general rule. The more you're touching it or the more you're around it, I think it's a good idea to, to clean it more. And so if someone had one crystal they wanted to send a friend as a gift during these times, what would it be? Oh God, I would. Or if you had to do, a, if you had to do a three crystal care package <laughs> for friends, like here, I'm thinking of you, love you. Yeah. What is my uh, toilet paper apocalypse crystal <laughs> RX? <laughs> yeah, what no, is but, it? <laughs> but seriously, um, I think it would definitely be uh, rose quartz mm-hmm. again for self love and love of others. I think lipidolite to kind of address the anxiety and obviously because health is so front of mind I think something like a bloodstone would be really nice right now you are amazing I love you and love just you, saying smiley face is so great and thank you for this I think this is going to be so helpful and practical for people and that's what we want to do we just want to give information in a way that's digestible so thank you you're awesome and love 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 having you Right back at you. Thank you for having me. Dead Talks podcast would not exist without these incredible people, Nicole Rappi, Reem Edon, Hayden Fungheiser, Kim Bielik, and music by Alex Fetter. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't subscribed, please do. And also wherever you listen, please go and leave us a review. It's so greatly appreciated. It really does help us out. If you want to keep talking about all this stuff, please join our community on our secret Facebook page. Go to Facebook, search Den Talks Podcast, and join us there. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.